Well, I guess we got people at Notre Dame upset about that all over again, right? Well, that, Is went, that what I'm uh, hearing? That went viral on our uh, Twitter page this weekend. Over one million views. Yeah, a lot of people got a hold of that. Um, there were people, Brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach at Ohio State, like liked it. Uh, who was the former NFL player earlier today? He played for the Saints. I, I can't remember who exactly it was, but it made the rounds. Uh, OU staff like tweeted it out. It it got crazy, man. Over a million views in less than forty eight hours. Well, we went viral. And but the it all comes back to the what the Peyton Bowen yes, kid, right, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I I think it's two part. One, yes, people know about that situation and say, well, how can you? say that, and then Peyton Bowen was in Norman this weekend. He's a Notre Dame commit. Other people were just saying, like, how oddly weird they thought it was, which I think it's oddly weird that they think it's so oddly weird. Yeah. You know, there's some things that have some gray area, and, you know, you can say, yeah – I get your perspective. I disagree with what you're saying, but I, I get I get the perspective. This is not one of those, in my opinion. No. If you if if Notre Dame fans are saying that Brent Venables is being a hypocrite, well, they don't know what he said. They have no idea what he said. They haven't listened to it, or they're dumb and. I know they're not dumb. They're just maybe being willfully ignorant. I don't know that you 100% know that, but okay. Like here, yeah, that's here, true. Here was a take from, a again, another national guy that covers the sport. Brad Crawford said, A verbal college football commitment is nothing like a marriage. He must be talking about a binding LOI. Oh, wait, he isn't. So I, I think that there were a lot of people that just um, – I don't know. Maybe they decided that they didn't like Brent Venables before. I don't know. I think they made – there's a lot of people out there that made the decision before they even watched it, if they even watched the video, that they were going to react to this negatively. Yeah, well, that fool – I don't know who he is, but that fool knows exactly what Brent Venables is saying. It's in the word. The action of what you are doing is – a commitment, right? You're committing. That doesn't mean that you're interested. That doesn't mean that you might. It means that you will. That's what the word committed is. And I know it's really, it's, it's, it's the thing these days to take words and totally change their meaning. And we've known what the meaning of commitment is and has been since the word was uttered way back, and I don't even know when. Everyone knows what commitment means. So that guy is purposely being a moron. Commitment means I'm committing to you. This is where I want to play football. I'm telling you right now, save a spot for me. Keep a scholarship for me because I'm committing to you. And Venables is saying, if you're not ready to do that, then don't tell me you're committed. It's totally fair. That's all he's and, saying. And he's never said, 
to not during the recruiting process take other visits. Like he, I, I think he said like, go take other visits yes. in the hope that Oklahoma yeah. will separate itself yeah. when you go do and see other places. But yeah, I don't think it's too much to ask to say. When you're committed, yeah, don't take other visits, but go take them. Like, go if you want to go take visits, go take them, but do it before you decide to commit here. It's totally fair. And he is, he's talking about a relationship between he and a recruit. If that recruit commits to Oklahoma, they are, they're tied to one another. If a commit, if, if a recruit commits to Notre Dame, that has nothing to do with what Brent Venables is saying. He's never said that he's not going to uh, accept visits from guys that are committed elsewhere. Never said that. He's just saying that if you're committed at Oklahoma and you take a visit, that commitment is done. That's not – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I don't know – I don't understand the confusion. It's really, really simple. Well, I think um, there's a lot of filtering processes with this program now, with this new coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is just another – and I don't think that this is the sole reason that they're doing it, but this is yet another filtering process. Like, you know what commitment means before you actually even take a snap here. I – there's a lot to it. I I don't see anything. It's his program. Does he not get to run his, his program the way that he wants to run it? I don't understand why so many people have an issue with it. And clearly, God, clearly it's working, right? They're the number six class on the heels of being a top five class with even better news to come in the month of August. I mean, clearly it's it's working. If it was the 65th overall class right now, then maybe you take a step back and say, eh, in hindsight, was that a bad thing to say? Obviously not. And I know the internet's reaction. That's why the internet's not real life, Teddy. It's not. Because the internet reacts to certain ways that aren't reality. You know, whether it's Jack McGuire of Barstool Sports or Brad Crawford, who I just read out, what those guys' opinions are, I don't think is the actual reality of how most college kids think about this. In fact, I don't think it represents every recruit. But I'm going to guess that there's a lot of recruits and a lot of recruits' families who actually like that way of going about recruiting, who actually you yeah. know, dig you know, being true to commitment. Yeah. Why? Because it's authentic. It's not, it's not mind games. It's not, uh, it's not handshake deals and then uh, going behind one another's back. It's up front. It's, it's personal. It's genuine. And that's what people want. Now, if if the rest of the country wants to try and change the English language right in front of our eyes, good luck. Um, I don't care what those guys say. Again, they're morons. Anyone who has doesn't understand what Brent Venables is saying is straight up a moron. Those guys are idiots. And if they if they can't comprehend it, then I I don't know what to tell them. I just love, get used to it. I love when you just cut right to the chat and just call people morons. They're idiots. morons. I, I don't know. Not, I don't know not, them personally. You're not wrong. It's just great. But I if you it. don't understand what the word commitment means and you're a grown man covering high school recruiting, then you're a moron, right? And I don't care that in the past other people have been committed and then taken trips and coaches. Acted like they were okay. You think you think Lincoln Riley is okay that his guys were taking those trips to Texas A and M? No, 
Now, he's probably scared you-know-whatless and is probably, you know, telling them that, oh, no big deal, we're confident, we feel good about what we have to sell here. But on the inside, he's saying, why are they committing and then taking trips everywhere else? Because that's not what a commitment is. It's all Venables is doing. Don't make it more than it is. Yeah, and again, it's clearly working out and doing just fine. Yeah, um, and we heard from all kinds of Sooner fans after he said that about how stupid of a move that is, right? No, they are, um, in terms of what the internet seems as the right way to go about recruiting, OU's going against the grain on a lot of things. They want you to show up to campus and a lot of times on your own dime before they want to give you a give you an offer. You know, they want to see right. you in person before they give you an offer. That's I feel like that's kind of unique to most places. Um, the satellite camp, he made a, a reference to that earlier this year. That was against the grain. Not going heavy NIL like AM and Texas. A lot of people were freaking out about that, the commitment thing. People were freaking out about that. What the internet has deemed like an acceptable way to go about recruiting, OU's not doing it that way, and it's it's working out just fine. Well, so. there's things to freak out over. Well, not there's not things to freak out over, but there's 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 things where you can have a disagreement on whether or not you think that is the best approach, but you can't argue. Over what the word commitment means. <laughs> if, you're, if, you wanna, if you wanna state your case and stand firm and argue about what the word commitment means, you're a moron. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Well, there's a lot of morons that uh, <laughs> cover the sport nationally and make a lot of money for it. Right. So if that's what we've learned from this experiment, then so be it. Right. But we've learned who the morons are and. We got over a million views on our uh, Twitter page this weekend. Well, How about and, it? and here's the thing, man. It's not going to always work out perfectly, right? We already had one commitment that, what, he took a trip to uh, Oregon, right? Yeah. And, hey, not everyone that gives you that commitment and supposedly is understanding of it and is going to honor it, they're not always all going to hold. But – like, that doesn't mean that Brent Venable shouldn't hold you to your word whenever you say that you commit that. That means you're not taking visits anywhere As else. As Parker Thune likes to say, Ashton Kozar messed around and found out. <laughs> that's, that's why right. he was the uh, decommitment in this class. All right, uh, text line. Will dingbats work as well for Teddy? I like morons and idiots. It really is way more personal. Dingbats is fine. I wouldn't well, mind if you threw in a random a, dingbat from a time to time. dingbat suggest that you know you're just oh you you, you I, I don't know it doesn't mean that you're just outright dumb and um actually publicly making a case to prove that you don't know the english language like that's not a ding bad is whenever oh yeah i messed that up that's my fault just a little spacey today no a moron is whenever you purposely, intentionally are acting as if you don't understand what the word commitment means. Teddy's word of the day, moron, that's Chase in Orange County. I know. I love this so much. 
<laughs> Tune in to Teddy Rush Limbaugh Layman on KREF 4 to 4.15 each day. Oh, man. Is that a compliment to you, or is that – how do you feel about I that? I was about to say, for some reason, my my uh, paycheck does not look the same as <laughs> Rush Limbaugh's did. Yeah, our paycheck doesn't look the same as these morons that are out there <laughs> saying what they're saying. Hey, it's a low bar, I guess. When you do the right things, it usually works out the way it needs to. OU football is going to rise to levels we haven't seen in many, many years. Well – that's what you hope. That's what you hope. That whenever you are authentic and you're genuine and you are upfront with someone and tell them what your expectations are of them and and what it means to to give a commitment or what it means to come play at OU and that this is not going to be easy and this is not for everyone. Yeah, you hope that those things end up working out for you in the long run but you can't like there's more to it than that like there's got to be follow through on your end you have to have you have to have some uh credentials built up over a long career in order for anyone because they're hearing a, a lot of these same type of things across the country but because of what Brent Venables his uh his track record is and the proof is right there. National championships, um, defensive draft picks, studs, stars, All-Americans, award winners. I, the credentials are there. So whenever someone is genuine and they're very upfront, you believe them. Uh, this is, man, this is going to be tough to knock off or text of the day. The internet also told us we needed unlimited transfers and unregulated NIL, and now they are complaining that college football is ruined. Mm. Right. Well, Dang. that is true. That is true. Uh, there, was, there was a whole lot. It, it's hard to know because, you know, there's the internet really – elevates and gives a a bullhorn to the fringes and you can believe that because the fringes are so loud on both sides of an issue that that's where the majority of the people lie is on those fringes but that's really not the case it's really not. I do have a strong belief that I I mean we're going to continue with this transfer portal NIL stuff but I think when we look back in 5 years time the teams that have continued to want at a high level, I don't think are going to be the teams that are going about it the way that USC and Texas and A&M. I, I think it's going to be the same teams that have been winning national championships, but I don't think it's going to be the teams that go heavy in on NIL transfer portal and all that. Well, I hate, I mean, I say transfer portal. Bama's clearly getting guys in the tra- – they're starting running back this year, probably – a player from Georgia Tech last year. But you see what I yeah. mean. Like guys, like teams that are heavily using it every year. Well, here's here's the thing. I I think a locker room is way more accepting of a guy getting a big NIL deal if he led college football in receptions last year. And he's yeah. transferred in. A little more accepting of that than a kid that hasn't even played his senior year of high Which school yet. Which is the schools that I mentioned. That's right. how they're, they're going about it. And I, I, it's, it's, 
yet to be determined how how those things work out because there is a much larger risk in offering up a bunch of a bunch of NIL money if if you're these businesses that are are doing that these collectives that are doing that and uh, like it's risky to start throwing money out there to high school kids before they show up cuz it ain't a very high hit rate you know they've gotten better the five star kids you know the They've they've done a better job evaluating these kids just because of the, um, you know, the visibility in some of these camps and being able to really see them in action against the other top players, high school players. You've got a better idea now than you ever have before, but it's still not guaranteed. And you know, I don't know. I I think another thing that we have to watch that has a real potential of of disrupting the current NIL structure is there's going to be a lot of kids, players, and a lot of fans that are hoodwinked by people that come up into all of these different college campus areas and set up collectives. And they're not from here. They're not tied to the school. They don't care about the school. They don't care about the players they see an easy way to come in and get a passionate fan base to dump a ton of money I think that's accurate. into a collective and sign a couple of kids up but take the bulk of that money and don't even care what it looks like or how it's Ooh, run. There's some people around here doing that right now? There's collectives popping up hmm. on campuses from people that have no vested interest in and what that program does. It was does. a long enough pause for me to really read into that one. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's what you meant. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. If you would like to uh, call them out by name next segment, I will allow <laughs> you that opportunity. You can also call them morons and idiots too. Let's just have a, a party with it today. Well, I'm just saying that the current structure of this thing is a massive scam waiting to happen on a bunch of people. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. It is the rush live on the ref. We're the homeless sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. August one is here. That means for the next six months we have college football, which is crazy to think about. Well, OU doesn't play in August, but Nebraska does. God, they better not lose to Northwestern in that game in Ireland. Huh. God, they better not lose that. They better not lose any game before they play OU. They better be three and zero with wins over. Who is it? North Dakota, Northwestern, and Georgia Southern. Um, hopefully that's the case. I was on if they a will, uh, if they win those, it'll be by three. <laughs> I was on a Nebraska radio show today, and they said, "Well, what's what's your expectations, or what's everyone's expectations down there about what Nebraska's offense is going to be?" And I said, "Well, I I like the way that Casey Thompson can stretch the field. I think that's what he does best. Is he throws a pretty nice deep ball, so." If Nebraska has any athletes out on the out on the edge, they may be able to stretch the field a little bit more this year. I don't know, guy. You guys can tell me a little bit better. What do you think? And their reaction was, 
yeah, honestly, man, we don't really know what the offense is going to look like this year <laughs> with the new OC. Yeah. Like, okay, fair enough. Well, um, di- didn't they get a transfer wide receiver from somewhere that's supposed to be? Are you thinking about DeColdis Crawford? Who just got the uh, AC yeah. deal last week? Was he is he a wide receiver? Or is he a DB? I think he's a wide receiver. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard to know, but like one of the things that I think is is funny, just kind of go, building off of of that, like what is their offense going to look like when people talk about Oklahoma? The the constant talking point is well you know there's just been there's just so much transition there's so much that has happened right how do we, like we don't know how they're they're going to respond to all of those things and what i think is funny is like whenever i just pull up the roster or excuse me the uh schedule nebraska well they've got a new offensive coordinator new quarterback kansas state new quarterback tcu New head coach, new offensive coordinator, Texas, new quarterback, Iowa State, new quarterback, Baylor, new quarterback, West Virginia, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, Texas Tech, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Probably a new quarterback. Probably a new quarterback. Everyone on our schedule except for Kansas and Oklahoma State, which Oklahoma State, new defensive coordinator. Yep. Right? Everyone is going through transition, but the team who over the entire length of the Big 12 that has been by a mile the most consistent, the most talented, the most well-coached is the one that's going to have all the problems. Yeah. That's how stupid that whole I, logic is. I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I'm just going to make money off of it. I mean, because <laughs> that stupidity is being echoed by DraftKings, by over-unders in Vegas. Like, I, I think the reason why this is the case, I don't know. I, I actually think I'm giving the national media too much credit here, is because OU fans were so rowdy on Twitter when it started. I do think a lot of people saw an opportunity for gain here. I'm just surprised that, you know, Betting services that have money in the balance are not valuing OU going into the season where they should be. Yeah. Well, with all of the uh, – the betting services love it. Uh, the betting – are you kidding me? The betting services, USC's the most bet team to win the national championship? Well, yeah. And, you know, as easy as I think that straight across bet is, who's going to win more games, USC or OU, as easy as I think that it is, and I will be betting on it two weeks uh, from now when I'm in Colorado, I, um, I'm i sure USC will get the majority of the, of the money on it. Probably. Like, that's the reason. The reason that bet exists isn't because – Vegas thinks USC might win more games. It's because they think there's enough people out there that think that that's the case and they can make money off of it. You know, it's... um, The good news is that you can make money off of it. It's also going to create a scenario this year that when this team wins the conference and when this team rolls off an 11-1 regular season and gets to a college football playoff, it's always sweet when you hear your name called on that selection Sunday as one of the four teams. Mm -hmm. 
but it might be the uh, proudest an OU fan has been hearing their name being called on that selection Sunday after all the crap takes that we've heard this offseason. Well, yeah, I mean, that all of that stuff will be memory hold. No one will have uh, – Oh, the receipts will still be active, trust me. It'll be amazing. It to will have, not be forgotten, the fact that everyone outside the state thought that this team was going to be crap this year. And, like, bare Felica picking OU under nine and a half wins this year. My God. Well, you know, here's the thing. I I feel good about their schedule, what they're going to accomplish – like the recruiting aspect of, of what's going on makes you feel really good about the the future. But let's not get it twisted. This recruiting class has zero to do with what the win loss record's gonna be no doubt. this year. That's that's fine. It's easy to get excited about it and and feel like it it it's gonna it's just like A and M, right? A and M, you know, the last recruiting class was number one, so everyone's picking them to do great things. And, you know, maybe maybe a couple of guys from that class contribute in some small way. But, like, the thing for me has always been, like, recruiting is going to be tough. Like, I don't know how the recruiting is going to go, especially this class. Wasn't sure because – you know, guy, you're getting guys to commit kind of on blind faith and trust and, and you know, belief in, in the relationship that you've built with them. But, you know, if, if, if things don't hold up out there during the season, then it could be more difficult. What I haven't had any problem believing in is the development. I believe the development of the guys on the field – Skill level, accountability level, details, uh, toughness, all of those things. I believe that is the true, like, that's what's going to catapult this team forward. The recruiting is, you got to have good talent. There's, there's, no one's going to argue that. You have to. But you cannot win anything that anyone cares about. With high school kids, I, I yeah, I, I know. You got, I, we all know it's, that it's the development is the critical part, and you know there's going to be some roadblocks there. The development is the thing that, like, the recruiting can happen quickly, but changing guys' habits that have been here for three years, and you know, just fighting the constant urge to say, you know, this is how we've done it, and this is the way that I've done it before, and this is what makes me comfortable. Like those are the things that are hard. Yeah, to, to break. Hundred percent, especially when not everyone on the team is bought in, right? right? But we've heard the exact opposite of it's that. True. I mean, it's a lot easier to. I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier to develop an entire football team when everyone is all in. And I know that that sounds cheesy. Trust me, I know that it sounds cheesy. But the guy keeps saying that I love where the buy-in's at, and he yeah. is a guy that he's not just going to. To say that, just to say it. Yeah. So I that's that's massive. Yep. And, you know, there's obviously other circumstances that can massively affect the outcome of the season. And we know that if you were to take an injury at quarterback or a – like, here's how stupid things are. You could have a great season going 
lose your quarterback uh, against Iowa State on the road in the first quarter, not win that game, not be able to beat Baylor because you don't have your quarterback, and all of a sudden Brent Venables will be questioned as to how good of a head coach he is. Like That's just how things are, you know what I'm saying? Even though that has – has nothing to do with it whenever you lose a player that's that important I mean, obviously results are are going to change but you know those are those are just things that you got to deal with when they come few texts real quick jay in tulsa there ain't no twitter like oklahoma twitter and we keep receipts never forgets and absolutely forgive uh and absolutely never forgive this one says nebraska wide receiver decoldis crawford's middle name is to ever do it <laughs> if he makes a play against ou gus johnson might pass out oh that's great uh those national shock jocks are making a killing off rabid ou fan engagements if nil was around when teddy played would he have signed a deal with the company that made the Choco Taco? Perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. That would have been his. I would uh, have tried. That'd been his touchdown celebration in the O one Texas game. Instead of just that lame move where he threw the ball to the ref, just like I've done it before, <laughs> he would have pulled out a Choco Taco out of his back pocket or something instead, which would have been a lot cooler. Oh, that would have been great. However, there's no way I would have been forward thinking enough for that. <laughs> Yeah. You could have uh, hit it in your helmet like the uh, the kid off uh, Little Giants that <laughs> held the the PB and J in his helmet. Uh, oh, that's great! All right, we're late for a timeout. Quick break. Keep the text messages coming. Air Comfort Solutions text line six five one three four three nine. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. First of all, quick shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech. Former teammate of mine, Josh Tucker, runs the business over there. Do a fantastic job. They can handle any of your roofing needs. Have you been paying attention to the run that Aaron Judge is on right now? Uh, it's been pretty historic here recently. Crazy. Must be nice to play in a shoebox of a ballpark like Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. where it's uh, 150 feet down right field. Yep, he is. Not to take anything away from it, of course. <laughs> right. He is leading Major League Baseball right now with 42 home runs. I, last I saw, and this maybe this was Saturday, but he had hit, what, 11 home runs in the last 12 games or something crazy like that. He's at 42. Um, He's on pace to get well above the 60 mark, which hasn't been done in quite some time. Uh, The dude's absolutely ripping it right now. 297 average, um, killing the baseball. Pretty fun to watch. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Six-game suspension. What say you? I mean, I don't. I can't see any other take than it's super embarrassing and really super, you know, shameful. Now, I do I think that the NFL is going to come back and make this a year-long suspension? I think so, and I really hope so, because it's just so easy to point back and say, well, Calvin Ridley bets, and he got suspended for an entire year. Look, I we hear all the time about 
you know, I'm not going to watch the NFL because of political reasons and all that. And whether that affects the ratings or not, I don't really care enough to pay attention to it. But I think if this six-game suspension holds, I do think that there is a chance where you can really alienate a part of your, a big part of your female fan base. And I'm not saying that you should extend it to a year just because you're afraid to alienate your female fan base. You should do it for a year because it's the right thing to do here. That's, that's what the punishment should be. Right. Um, Goodell has hinted that perhaps the NFL is going to appeal the ruling, but I feel like the appeal is like, I, we want our, star, our stars to play. Six-game suspension is it's, it's not a lot, but it's six games. You know, it's it's something. You've got a um, you, you've got a, a a judge that's issuing this thing independently. Former judge, rather. Um, I think the appeal is to say, well, we tried. It's out of our hands. We tried to appeal, and and we didn't win anything. It's just crazy. Uh, the Robinson, the the uh, the person in charge of this, issued the six games, but held that. You know, sexual assault did occur. Right? They they proved their case. The preponderance of evidence suggested that it did occur. And it's like weird because six games, when DeAndre Hopkins is missing six, six games because he had a trace amount of a banned substance that nobody even uses. Like it's some like random banned substance that's, you know, no one even knows what it is. It's not something that people use. I believe him whenever he says he doesn't even know where it came from. It's just, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's interesting. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good I look. agree. Uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver James Washington. Foot fracture right out of the gate. Tough. Hate to see that, but they think he's got a foot fracture and – um don't even know what the timeline he is. He seems yet. like a good dude. I, I understand that he played for a rival school, mm-hmm. but he is um he seems like he's pretty easy to root for. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that he was going to have I did, I did too, man. a bigger run at it and I don't know, you know, the Steelers offense is a shell of what it once was. He was such a great deep threat at OSU. I know. And they didn't throw him the deep ball near enough. Um Kyler Murray out with COVID, Pete Carroll, out with COVID. There you go. Yeah, uh, COVID's kind of running through here again. So mm-hmm. Kyler had plenty of time to watch film, I guess, while he's <laughs> how How awful of a deal is that now? They put it the clause in his contract. It becomes bigger than the contract himself. And then they say, all right, yeah, never mind. We'll just, we'll just do it. Like, what? <laughs> Seriously? Hey, God, it was embarrassing for them. Speaking of uh, – you know, really bad takes going around. Did you see, and I'm not even sure who, who she was, but one of the, one of the personalities on ESPN had this, you know, this several minute just diatribe on Kyler Murray and how dumb it was of him to go up there and defend against uh, that, that article, that amendment that was put into his, his contract and I, if you have a chance go watch it because I got to tell you 
it is so off of the mark, it's wild, and was just getting applauded and retweeted, and, oh, this is just spot on. And it's totally wrong. Teddy is uh, trying to go get you to watch something that's probably going to ruin your day and make you angry. Yeah, that's right. That is the internet. You're right, Tyler. Don't watch it. All right, I've got three here. Uh, Lincoln Riley was asked about the tampering accusations, allegations against Jordan Addison. He said, quote, we recruited Jordan just like we did every other transfer, end quote. There you go. We didn't get players from Pitt. We got players from the transfer portal, (laughs) he went on to say. Everyone's everyone's favorite ex-college football coach is considering an offer to join ESPN as a studio analyst and is expected to accept. Uh, ESPN just continues to not understand what good content is. Dan Mullen is expected to join ESPN in a studio analyst role. So uh, it's going to please everyone around here to have to listen to Dan Mullen talk about college football. He'll, I, I think he'll probably do a fine job. I think he'll, he'll probably be a guy that's uh, got some opinions on there and, you know, he'll be happy go lucky, you know, continuing to cash those, those checks from Florida. So yeah. Can't wait to hear him uh, come up with the excuse as to why Georgia loses to Baylor in the Sugar Bowl because they didn't care to be there. I'm sure <laughs> well, they played the their time. last game in November. Yeah. Uh, last one I have, look, USC's still a top 15 class, so it's not exactly catering in L.A., but their number one overall recruit, five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson, took a visit to A&M this weekend, which was interesting. Their number two overall prospect, five-star wide receiver Zach Branch, was also there. Now it's being reported from a USC insider, not an Ole Miss insider. That, that matters here. A USC insider just logged an expert prediction that their second-highest-ranked defensive player in this class, four-star cornerback Braxton Myers, will flip from USC to Ole Miss. So it is uh, it is coming apart at the seams for the 2023 class for USC, seemingly. What does that mean? Like, what are you telling me here? They think that the flip is on? And yes. Do you believe that this is... A sign of things to come? Yeah. Yes, I do. You're telling I mean, me- you're flipping to Ole Miss, of all places? It'd be different if you're flipping to go play corner at... Bama or Georgia, whoever else you think's playing elite defense, you're going to you're going to play for Lane Kiffin, and I know that he originally committed to play for Lincoln Riley, but dang, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, well, um, wow, that is quite the turn of events. We'll have to uh, monitor that as we move forward. All right. Uh, you're done, right? Yeah, yeah. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush. Yes, big recruiting day for OU. They get four-star edge player Colton Vosick 
out of Austin, Texas. His daddy played for UT back in the mid-90s, and his daddy was coaching high school football in Austin, Texas for quite some time. But still, he picks OU over Texas and Oregon. Someone texted us a video, um, 56 tackles, including 16 for loss in 10 sacks in 2021. He also recorded three sacks in the state championship and walked away with defensive MVP honors. Um, Westlake, that's that's high-level football in Texas, by the way, too. So Woo. he's playing against some good athletes. They, um, they, they got a legit, legit prospect today. Yeah, I'm watching his hands. Uh, really good, good get-off. Um you know, good understanding what's going on. He plays high, but every high school kid plays high for the most part. It's a good one. Really good. Impressive. Looks 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 like he's going to – like the thing about his – the pedigree and his dad being a former player and then coaching the position, like he's going to be so far ahead of the curve just understanding like the language and – like the typical D-line talk and the steps and the hands, and it's going to be good. Uh, a little off topic, but who who do you think had a better defense? The 2001, or excuse me, the 2000 Oklahoma Sooners or the 2000 Florida State Seminoles? I mean, we did see them play each other. The 2000 Oklahoma Sooners. Okay, so you think 2000 OU had a better defense than 2000 Florida State? I did as well. Uh, ESPN, of course, disagrees with us. They ranked the top 50 defenses of all time in college football. OU only had one defense all time that made the list, which is a joke. 1986, I think, ranked 11th. Actually, they ranked number 10. They ranked the 2000 Florida State defense number 41, and the 2000 OU defense was nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the 2000 defense, um, number one, undefeated. Played two Heisman Trophy winners, and I think... Five games against top eight offenses that year. Florida State was number three, Nebraska was number four, K-State was number six, you played them twice. Texas was number eight, you gave up an average of 17 points per game in those games, and some came from special teams touchdowns. That's right. Yeah, that's... uh, Add that to the list of stupid things that ESPN puts out regarding college football. All right, final hour of The Rush coming up next. Stay tuned.